Welcome back to another episode of Living Your Holiest Hot Mess Life. On today, we are going to the book of Daniel, and we will be in Daniel all week. (laughs) Today, we're looking at a couple different passages from Daniel chapter 2. I know in Daniel, um, it's really familiar like the lion's den and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, but we're not looking at that. Either one of those, I don't think. At least not today. (laughs) We're going to go to Daniel chapter 2, and I'm going to start us off in verse 12. And the context for this is that King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, and he insists that someone has to tell him not only what the dream means, but what the dream was. He's not telling anybody his dream. And when none of his little magicians and everything else could do it, his fortune tellers and his wizards, when they couldn't do it, he flipped out, and he was going to murder everybody. And so that's where we're starting. Verse 12. At that, the king flew into a rage and ordered the execution of all the royal advisors in Babylon. So the order was issued for all of them to be killed, including Daniel and his friends. Then Daniel went to Arioch, commander of the king's bodyguard, who had been ordered to carry out the execution. Choosing his words carefully, he asked Arioch why the king had issued such a harsh order. So Arioch told Daniel what had happened. Daniel went at once and obtained royal permission for more time so that he could tell the king what the dream meant. Then Daniel went home and told his friends Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah what had happened. He told them to pray to the God of heaven for mercy and to ask him to explain the mystery to them so that they would not be killed along with the other advisors in Babylon. Then that same night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision, and he praised the God of heaven. We're going to pause there. There's so much I want to say. Um, But I also wanted to look at verses 45 through 49. So I'm going to drop down to that. Um, Verse... 45, and then we'll come back to the gazillions of things that I want to say about the verses we just read. Verse 45 reads, um, and this is Daniel talking to um, the king about what his dream meant. So verse 45, Daniel says, You saw how a stone broke loose from a cliff without anyone touching it and how it struck the statue made of iron, bronze, clay, silver, and gold. The great God is telling your majesty what will happen in the future. I have told you exactly what what you dreamt and have given you its meaning. Then King Nebuchadnezzar bowed to the ground and gave orders for sacrifices and offerings to be made to Daniel. The king said, Your God is the greatest of all gods, the Lord over kings, and the one who reveals mysteries. I know this because you have been able to explain this mystery. Then he gave Daniel a high position, presented him with many splendid gifts, put him in charge of the province of Babylon, and made him the head of all the royal advisors. At Daniel's request, the king put Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in charge of the affairs of the province of Babylon. Daniel, however, remained at the royal court. Okay, so I want to have us start out by pausing and reflecting. When is a time where it seemed like your back was against the wall or there was no hope or something really bad was going to happen and in the end God worked it out for his glory and your good? Think about that and we'll be right back. lives we're in some type of crisis situation like this was obviously a crisis situation for Daniel and his friends right they're about to be executed for something that had nothing to do with them and something that they didn't even know about Um, and so that's a crisis and instead of panicking we see that they prayed and Daniel enlisted the help of his friends and I think about so often when we're in a crisis um, if we are able to be still 
to enlist the help of people we know that can pray, partner with us in prayer. And if we can go to God and focus on God, that we can see that God is able to work something out in the midst of the crisis. And in Daniel's case, this crisis of facing execution worked out for not only God's glory, because now, um, now the king says that God is the greatest of all gods, the Lord over kings, and the one who reveals mysteries. And then he elevates Daniel and his friends to higher positions in the kingdom. And so it looked like all hope was lost. It looked like bad things were going to happen. Really bad things. (laughs) Execution bad things. But in reality, God was setting Daniel and his friends up for a promotion. And he was also setting up a situation for Nebuchadnezzar to, to realize how amazing God is. And so I think about... You know, with the children of Israel, when they were facing the Red Sea and it looked like all hope was lost and then God opened the Red Sea and then not only did God open the Red Sea, but then he closed it and swallowed up all the Egyptians that were chasing them. And there's so many times throughout the history of the children of Israel and throughout the stories, and I don't mean stories like fictional, I mean like the accounts of what happened in history in the Bible that we see God showing up and showing out and doing amazing things that create places of elevation, situations of elevation for his children. And so as we had paused and reflected about times that it seemed like a crisis and then God worked it out, um, I know so many people that like their car broke down and it seemed like they didn't know what they were gonna do. They had no money for a new car. They had no way that they were gonna be able to secure a loan. Their credit was a mess. There were so many things working against them. And then all of a sudden, God worked that all out in such miraculous, amazing ways that they couldn't even believe it. And they end up having a better car for less payments and their credit score goes up somehow. Like it was just an all around miracle. And I think about how God does that. Like it looks like we're in a crisis. It looks like something really bad is happening. But if we can just trust God and partner in prayer with people so often, so often he uses what looks like a crisis as an opportunity to elevate and to bless. And so I pray that this is a blessing for you. I pray that you'll go back and you will read all of Daniel, Daniel chapter 2. It's just so interesting to me that you've got this non-believer, this king who flies into a rage and orders the execution of everybody. And that Daniel is just, you know, carefully... <laughs> It said in verse 14, choosing his words carefully, um, Daniel goes to the commander of the king's bodyguard to ask, what's what's going on? <laughs> because remember, anybody could have been executed by the king. And it was interesting that Daniel had the courage to ask what was going on. I think that's another thing we have to do in a crisis is we have to be courageous. We have to trust God. We have to be prayerful. But we also have to be courageous. Um, because not only was Daniel courageous to ask what was going on, but Daniel was courageous to asked God to reveal the dream to him and then Daniel was courageous to go before Nebuchadnezzar and to tell him what God said the dream was um and I just think I want to read verse 37 um and I mean verse 27 I want to read a couple other verses before we close in prayer Daniel replied so he's telling um the king when the king said, are you going to tell me what my dream means? Um, Daniel replied, your majesty, there is no wizard, magician, fortune teller, or astrologer who can tell you that. But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. He has informed your majesty what will happen in the future. Now I tell you the dream, the vision you had while you were asleep. And so then he, um, 
He said, well, I'll read verse 29. He said, while your majesty was sleeping, you dreamt about the future, and God who reveals mysteries showed you what is going to happen. Actually, verse 32, because I really like verse 30. Now this mystery was revealed to me not because I am wiser than anyone else, but so that your majesty may learn the meaning of your dream and understand the thoughts that have come to you. I think we're going to save that for tomorrow. We will come back to chapter 2, verse 30 tomorrow, because there's so much that I could say about that one verse about, um, about Daniel's humility. So we'll save that for tomorrow. We'll come back to that. But I just think it's interesting that this whole situation that looked like uh, just a situation of devastation, God turned it around so beautifully for Daniel and his friends and for himself, for God's glory. So I pray that the next time we face a crisis, that we can be mindful that our God is King and Lord even over the crisis and that we can continue to look to God to lead us and to guide us and to move and manifest his glory in the midst of our crises so that we can see the great miracles he has for us. Let's pray. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Lord, we thank you and praise you for who you are, for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. Lord, we stand on your promises and we trust and believe in your holy word that you are in the midst of the crisis, that you are at work, that you are working it out for your glory and for our good. And Lord, we are ever so grateful that when we can pause and we can pray and we can enlist the help of prayerful believers, Lord God, that we know that we can be bold and courageous in you, Lord. Help us to be bold and courageous in a crisis, Lord, and help us to walk by faith and not by sight as we live our holiest, hot mess lives. In Jesus' precious name, amen. God bless you. I pray that this was a blessing for you. I pray that you will like, share, and subscribe, and that you'll come back to hear more tips and strategies of how to live your holiest, hot mess life. God bless.